Lots of penalties for the Minnesota Wild as they come up short against the Carolina Hurricanes 5-2. We break down all the action on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And good evening and welcome into tonight's Locked on Wild postcast as the Minnesota Wild come up short 5-2 to two at the hands of the Carolina Hurricanes. Tonight's Locked on Wild postcast brought to you by BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. BetOnline, where the game starts. A 5-2 loss for the Wilds, and as has been the case in pretty much all of the games that the Wild have lost this season, it really comes down to the same things that good teams will pounce on, and uh, it, it just was unfortunate for the Wild that they weren't able to uh, build off of a really strong start to that second period. We, we saw... Marc-Andre Fleury really handle business at the beginning of this game and keep the Wild in it as they uh, tried to kind of get things figured out. We saw the Wilds get a power play goal on a nifty feed, albeit a a bouncing puck through the crease from Zuccarello to Kaprizov. And so you weather the first punch from the Hurricanes like we talked about in the first period, you get some great saves from Marc-Andre Fleury, and you find yourself up one nothing in that instance. But after that, things started to get a little more lax. Uh, the Hurricanes are able to tie it up and then take the lead and then add to it and add to it and add to it. And even with the fact that the Wild were able to withstand a barrage in that first period, you... I don't care who you're playing. If you end up going to the box seven times and putting an opponent on the power play seven times, eventually they're going to cash in. And that's not to say that all of the penalties were earned or deserved, but you have kind of some self-inflicted wounds that happen during that span. You've got the Ryan Hartman uh, misconduct penalty for chirping at an official for a call that he didn't necessarily agree with. And it's one thing to kind of make your displeasure known and to voice it. It's another entirely to just keep going. And you have to know at some point that those officials are going to hear one word too many and are going to... uh, throw you out of the game for 10 minutes. Now, it's not a penalty that ended up costing the Wilds, more more so for the fact that Hartman then was not able to play while that was going on. But you have a, a couple of high-sticking penalties. You get one from Freddie Goudreau, who's not usually prone to being called for penalties. And, I mean, you can point to the goaltender interference as one maybe that was questionable because as they pointed out in the broadcast, 
there was some contact that happened inside the crease, and it did result in Marc-Andre Fleury's stick um, coming open. But I, I don't know. Is it enough to challenge at that point? And, and it just – it was – a wild team that just was a little too loose and a Hurricanes team that made him pay for it. And you have the five-minute major penalty late on that um, Shvetsnikov penalty to Brandon Duhame, who Wilds got very lucky. That hit looked incredibly ugly at the time that it happened. The Wilds got very lucky that Duhame did not get seriously hurt because he went face... He went top of the head first into the boards on that one. And so the Wild were first and foremost lucky that Duhame didn't seriously injure himself. But you have a five-minute power play there at the end. And I thought it was a good power play for the Wild. I thought they got some really good looks. They moved the puck around. They did some really good things. But at that point in the game, you're trying to crack... Freddie Anderson, who was just nails on that power play, and this theme of kind of unforced errors, you have that power play, but then you have one of the previous ones in which the Hurricanes get a shorthanded goal because of some lax play at the uh, the top of the zone that results in a turnover. And so it was a really kind of – it was a really good – Example of what you can't do um, as a team against a team the caliber of the Carolina Hurricanes. You can't just have a parade route to the penalty box. Again, some of them maybe not warranted. Some of them could kind of go either way, but that's, that's not something you can really do anything about in the heat of the moment. You can't just have a steady parade to the penalty box. You can't turn the puck over as many times as the Wild did. Against lesser teams, maybe you get away with it. With the offense that the Wild had last year, you probably got away with it a few too many times. But against one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, let alone the NHL, you're not going to get away with it. And so you have a lot of bad. You have some good. Kirill Kaprizov scoring his 100th career NHL goal. Um, Third fastest active player to that mark. Uh, 180 games for him to do that, which seems just insane that he both has only been in the league for that long, but has also already been in the league for that long. And then Matt Boldy getting on the scoreboard for the first time in 11 games on just a, a great feed from Ryan Hartman up the ice and Boldy being able to um, Boldy being able to do the rest and just kind of backhand sauce it past Anderson. So those were some good moments and Mark Andre Fleury was really good early in this game, but it was just too fine a line the rest of the way for the Wild in this one and just it's one of those games that if you don't bring your best stuff you're going to be fighting a real uphill battle. And so Wild end up coming up short in this one tonight, and uh, they got a couple of tough games coming up the uh, the rest of the road trip with Florida and Tampa Bay both knocking on the door uh, here over the next couple of games. So the Wild will need to regroup, 
They will need to uh, get a couple of things ironed out and gear up for a Panthers team that is starting to really find at least some of their power play mojo um, in what has been a really uneven season for them. So we'll take a look ahead. We'll also talk about one area in which the Wild definitely need to improve upon as we continue today's Lockdown Wild postcast after this. Today's Lockdown Wild postcast is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From the NFL playoffs to college basketball to the NBA to the NHL, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Tonight's Locked on Wild postcast also brought to you by Built Bar. If 2023 is the year for you to start eating better and getting in better shape, have I got a treat that can help you do it? Built Bar is the way to go. Now, what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, you heard me right, 100% real chocolate. They contain some unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And in addition to that, they've got the 17 grams of protein, which gets you a huge way towards your daily saving or servings. Now, in addition to that, you can get them at Built.com, but you can also get them at your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club. So either stop by your local Walmart or Sam's Club today, or you can always head to Built.com to get yourself a fix as well. Built Bar is here to help you in 2023. Continuing today's Lockdown Wild postcast, and once again, the Minnesota Wilds coming up short in tonight's game by a score of 5-2 to two to the Carolina Hurricanes. We got to talk about breakaway shots here because this has been a growing trend as well. Sam Steele has had a couple of instances. Uh, Matt Boldy's had a couple of instances. It, and I, I understand the, the thought process when you have a breakaway goals. You're trying to get to the goalie as quickly as you can. But why so many shots right point blank into the goalie? I know you have your scouting reports as to if a goalie is more, more beatable low or high. But Sam Steele had one tonight right into the breadbasket. Matt Boldy had one. Before tonight, right into the breadbasket, you've got you to do a little something to try to get them out of their statue pose. Don't you? Because the Wild have been able to generate a fair amount of those opportunities uh, over the last handful of games. It just it seems like they're not able to capitalize on them at all, save for Boldy's partial breakaway uh, tonight on by the way, a great feed from Ryan Hartman. And so for all the things that um, for all the things that, that line has not had since Sammy Walker was sent down to Iowa, maybe that can be one that helps get some, uh, some confidence going uh, for that line going forward because the Wild are going to need it. This has been, I think, the single biggest problem with this Wild team. 
is that when you have your primary scoring line with Kaprizov, Zuccarello, and Steele, when those guys go quiet, there hasn't really been a lot in the way of, uh, of other lines to be able to step up and fill in that production. And so if you can have two lines that can kind of alternate hot and cold, that's going to help this team out tremendously because they're missing the ability, and we've seen this very magnified over the last handful of games. They just don't have the ability to possess the puck in the zone as much as they did last year. They're not as dominant in five-on-five, and so there are large stretches where this team just is not able to find the offensive zone, and that's leading to such top-heavy shot differentials over the past few games. 17 shot attempts. I think it was 13 shots to four for the Capitals in the first period on Tuesday night. And now you have the Hurricanes who had a healthy disparity in shots in favor of the Wilds tonight. And without the ability of Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson to be able to keep the Wilds in it, you're, you're just asking for trouble. Because the more opportunities that your opponent has, the more time they possess in the zone, you can only cover things so long in any sport. It's like a defensive backfield being asked to cover receivers while your pass rush is not able to get home on the quarterback. If you give them time to just move around in the pocket and and just wait for receivers to get open, eventually somebody does. And so as good as your defense may be, and I thought the Wild, for the most part tonight, were really, really good on the penalty kill. But it just, with the power plays that they gave up, it allowed for the opportunity for Carolina to just, just camp in the offensive zone. And that leads to additional shot attempts. And in the case of tonight, it leads to additional goals. So the Wild are going to need to do a much better job of possessing the puck. And as Ron points out, you've got um, a goalie coming back off an injury in Anderson. And it just it was another instance in which the Wild just really didn't do enough to challenge him. Uh, you look at what happened on uh, a few of those shots, especially on that power play late. You know, there were opportunities there, but it just at that point in the game, you being down by three goals, it's way too much. And the, the Wild just need to offensively do a better job of controlling the puck, getting shot opportunities on net, or this kind of thing is just going to keep happening. So frustrating loss to say the least, but this wild team does a good job of kind of licking their wounds and getting back to it. And uh, uh, Saturday's game should be an interesting one against the Florida Panthers, who have had a very up-and-down season, but they're still very, very good offensively, and they're starting to really get some things figured out in that regard. Defensively, they are suspect. So... It's going to be tough for the Wild because, again, it's going to be another team that they have to try to keep up with offensively. And the big question is always going to be, will they be able to do it? So, Wilds come up short tonight. That will conclude tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. 
So now that uh, you are finished listening to this postcast, keep an eye out for tomorrow's episode of Locked on Wild, where we'll break down plenty of what happened here uh, tonight and some things to look forward for as we move through the rest of January. Uh, If you have not already, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platforms as we keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild here throughout the rest of the season. We are keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.